Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome back to Such a Lady. And um, today we're going to thank Amy for letting me know that... um, we definitely have a catchphrase over here. Hey, y'all, hey. <laughs> Thank you, Amy, so much for being so loyal because you've been listening from the beginning. And we definitely appreciate more than you know. And then guess what, guys? We have family in the Netherlands um, with love by Wendella. So how about I've never even been there and now I have a friend there. Like, come on, y'all. This is so dope. Like, when I saw the message, I was so excited. I was like, oh my goodness, like not somebody in the Netherlands. Like, how cool is that, that they're listening to such a lady? But anyway, um, also check out Annie M's podcast. Um, they show mad love to such a lady. And I checked out their latest episode, or at least I think it was the latest episode. I could be wrong, but just make sure that you follow and support. Um, they definitely um, talk a lot about mental health and just being real. So um, I definitely suggest you go check them out. Also, um, last week I forgot to shout out... Um, she is gorge and she definitely is i'll be stalking y'all's page y'all just know that if you like the post on such a lady i'm stalking y'all like because we family now don't play like we absolutely are so if you um are liking posts or if you follow us then i'm following back and i'm definitely gonna be liking your stuff so don't play um thank you cl for being a fan from the beginning me and cl used to work together like long long time ago i'm talking about back in the days at AT at&t we had to be up at five o'clock in the morning we was listening to people cuss us out um over their cell phones this is when the iphones first came out and so cl has been supportive since then so thank you and thank you for favoriting our podcast we definitely appreciate all the love that you give um and thank you again to all the listeners every week i see that you are listening and i get so excited because you don't have to listen so i know i say it all the time but i'm so so very grateful for you all and um you are you all are family so you know you got to say thank you to family um i am still working on a website. I thought it was done, but apparently it wasn't. So just wanted to let you know, you can always catch us over at Such a Lady 30 until it's complete on Instagram or on Facebook at Such a Lady, or you can leave a message here. However, you need to get to us. You can listen. <laughs> we here. We not running from y'all. We want to be heard. So um, our next story was 
submitted by Shamila. And um, when I heard the story, it absolutely broke my heart. And I know I always joke and try to make light of the stories that we talk about, but this next story truly pulled at like every single heartstring that I had. And um, I was just like, dang, it really, I mean, I know it's some evil people out here, but I was like, dang, it's really some evil, evil people out here. Um, I get that single mothers are a very common thing. And I honestly think that because it's so common that um, single fathers don't get the recognition that they deserve and that it sucks. And so when I was reading this story, I felt like it was a vibe when I saw that this guy named Iman Moss was taking care of his daughter. He was a single parent. Um, Now, Imani Moss was not part of the toxic couple, but she definitely suffered from the hands of the toxic couple. Uh, And it was super sad story, y'all. So anyway, let's just jump right into it. Um, Imani Moss had, no, Iman, which was her dad. So Iman is the dad and Imani is the daughter. So um, Iman Moss had sole custody of his daughter, Imani. Now, reportedly, after Imani was born, her mother, who was addicted to drugs, surrendered her parental rights. Imani was not the only child that her mother surrendered. Reports would say that Imani's mother gave up rights to all five of her children. Um, Imani was born April the 23rd of 2003, but her father, Iman, was charged and convicted of battery and second-degree child cruelty in 2004 after beating Imani's real mom. So, just a year after she was born, like, the daddy's going upside the mom's head. Well, based on reports that after the incident with Imani's mother, Iman was still able to get custody of Imani. So, it wasn't like, okay, well... The mom gave up custody because she knew that she couldn't take care of them. They knew that the dad wasn't a good dad, so they put the baby with someone who could be a better parent. No, they gave her to the father who had just got in trouble for beating on the mama. But, I mean, okay, whatever. You know, we all make mistakes. Um, It seemed like Iman was trying to do right. He was going to church. Um, he, he was making it a priority to take his daughter to church with him. Um, they were, and it wasn't just like, based on his testimony, it wasn't just like they were just going, they, you know, sporadically, they were going, they were in church groups and the choir, like he legit wanted his daughter to be in church and he wanted to be in church. Um, now while attending church, Iman would say that he met Tiffany, um, And they would become friends first, and he said that was it. They would hang out with other groups in the church, and then eventually, I guess maybe they started hanging out together, and they hit it off, and the couple would later go on to get married and have two children of their own. They would have a son and a daughter. So if we're paying attention, then Iman has a baby, Imani, and he's a single father, he goes to church, praise the Lord. He meets Tiffany. They get married. So then they have Imani, who's already 
you know, part of this blended family. And then they have a son and a daughter. So that's where we're at right now. Um, now, Tiffany is a preschool teacher. So she, I, I'm assuming, or I thought that maybe she loved kids, but um, apparently she didn't. Because I promise, I wish that I could say that things in this story went great. But we're here talking about it. So it didn't. And so many people felt this baby. Like, it's just a sad story. Um, I think on the last episode, I was talking about how women can actually be jealous of children. And when your ex does meet someone who loves, you know, your kid like your own, sometimes instead of women being happy and grateful about that, that can piss them off. Um, Now, for me, it wouldn't piss me off, but for some women, it can piss them off. Some women are actually jealous of kids. I mean, if if their their own kids, like I've seen women whose husbands spend too much time with their daughters and the women get jealous, like, oh my gosh, she acts like that's her husband. Like, chick, this is your kid. Like, you birthed this, this child. But in this case, Tiffany was not Amani's biological mother. So I feel like she had some resentment towards her already because this wasn't her child. And all the reports that I could find, she was a great mom to her own kids. I mean, great being used very loosely, but I didn't see where she ever got in trouble for treating her own kids bad. So apparently she had some sense. Um, um, but anyway, let's get back to the story because I tend to squirrel off a lot. So anyway, anyway, so Imani is at school one day and she told a nurse at school that she was scared to go home be- with a bad report card because she was scared of being hurt by her parents. Now, Imani also ter- told the nurse that Tiffany, her stepmom, beat her with a curtain rod. Now, mind you, at this time, Imani is six and she's telling a nurse this. So she's six years old and she's scared to go home with the bad report card. And she's scared to go home because she's getting beat with the curtain rod. And can you imagine this? Because at six years old, she should be outside playing with Barbies, playing with Cabbage Patch dolls, like all the fun stuff that six-year-olds get to play with. But she's not because she's worried about having to go home and get beat for like stupid stuff. Well, after telling the nurse about all this stuff, the nurse decides to do her job and um, decides to check the baby out. Um, The nurse will later find out that the baby has scabs, bruises, welts, like little Imani's body was messed up. And I mean, I, I wasn't there, but I'm just, I don't know if maybe they were just covering her from the neck down. I mean, you can hide what you want to hide. So, you know, a lot of times parents know to just hit in certain spots. So I'm just wondering if that was the case, like why hadn't anyone seen all these welts on her? But apparently the nurse did. Um, Amani was taken to the police station where after she was examined and talked to by the police, Tiffany was charged with first degree child cruelty. Um, I thought Tiffany was going to lie about hitting slash abusing that baby. But once again, I was wrong because when I was doing the research, Tiffany would admit to hitting six-year-old Amani three times after she failed to do her homework. 
Now, as a parent, I know how frustrating kids can be. You don't have a manual, and if she was helping her with her homework, <laughs> oh my goodness, um, our I think I remember telling y'all one time I was helping Ty with her homework and I really thought that I was given the business and um, the teacher brought the paper home. She didn't even give Ty a grade. She just said, do better next time. <laughs> and then she asked me, did I want uh, her to tutor Ty in math? And I was like, sure. But I definitely never told her that it was me that was helping Ty with her homework. So I know that it can be frustrating as a parent. Um helping your children with their work, but never to the point where you start beating them or starving them or treating them like crap, especially when you're the adult, because Amani was the child. Now, um, my question during all of this was, where was the dad at? Where was Iman? Because in the beginning, he was taking care of his daughter. They were going to church. And then all of a sudden, she's being beat with curtain rise and she has all these welts on her. And I'm just wondering if you are I'm like, where's the daddy at? And I kept reading and I would later find out where he was now because Tiffany confessed to hitting Imani. She was sentenced to five years of probation. Now this was part of a first time offender plea deal that she took. Um, and Again, like I was saying, I was wondering where the daddy was at. Well, apparently he had to be a part of the parenting classes too. Now, when they found out that Tiffany was beating on Imani, they took her away and she went and stayed with her grandmother, Robin. It was She stayed with Robin for about six months. She was thriving. Like, I mean, for that short amount of time, she her grades were getting better. She was looking better. Um... You could just definitely see a change in her. Uh, But then after her father finished parenting classes, Iman legit fought for custody of Imani. Although Robin begged him, she was like, just leave this baby here. Like, you don't got to worry about her. I got her. Like, y'all got two other kids over here. Y'all didn't got in trouble for this baby. Like, just leave her here. And Iman would, in um, the video that I watched where where he testified, he said that he should have given custody up, but his pride would not let him. He wanted to prove that he could be a good father regardless. So he didn't care about the well-being of Imani. He didn't care that his new wife was beating her like she was crap. He didn't care about anything. He cared about his pride and proving that he could be a good parent. But we know at this point, you can't because you were in parenting classes and your child was taken away. So let her be great and then take care of the other two kids. But no, he said he wasn't going to do that. So the court gives this man and his wife back custody of this child again. Poor baby failed. Okay. So as life would have it, bills come in and Imani's working two jobs. I mean, Iman, not Imani. Iman is working two jobs. Um, so at this point, he's not at home if he's ever at home. Tiffany can't work because guess what? When she got in trouble for putting her hands on Imani, she couldn't teach anymore as she should not have been. But guess what? That bred resentment and she was pissed off at Imani because now she couldn't teach anymore. Well, ma'am, had you kept your hands to yourself, then you wouldn't have had that problem. But of course, 
we don't like to take accountability for ourselves. So instead of Tiffany being wrong, then Imani was wrong. And so she started starving this baby and she wouldn't let her eat. And they started moving around a lot. And so a lot of the neighbors didn't even know that Imani existed. Um, They knew that Tiffany had two biological children, but they didn't know that there was an older child. Um, And so I was like, well, I wonder if there were any other family members. Because I know, I'm not going to lie, my family is nosy. They're nosy as hell. So if one of our kids just stopped coming around, we're going to have questions. And so I was wondering, like, did Amani's other family, like, have questions? And um, I saw that one of the aunts said, um, I read that one of the aunts noticed that Imani's hair had been cut. And so she asked Tiffany about it. And she was like, why is her hair cut? And Tiffany was like, when you do ugly things, no, when you act ugly, you have to look ugly. Now, mind you, this is a baby. So, but I guess Imani must have done something that Tiffany didn't like. So she cut the baby's hair off and she was proud of it. When you do ugly things, you have to look ugly. Like, oh my God, like I legit want to fight her and I don't even fight. Like, oh my God, she was so childish to be such an adult. So she's, she, she didn't cut the baby's hair off. Well, Tiffany's, um, well, the aunt decides that she's going to call child services and let them know like this is going on. And she calls among other people who call. But here's the thing, because they moved around so much, when they would go in and try to find out where she's at or try to do research, they they didn't have an address. Now, to me, that that's not an excuse. I mean, when you hear that someone is going upside kids' heads and stuff like that, then you 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 work a little harder. But I mean, maybe it was a lot going on in the system. I don't know. Um, Tiffany would continue to abuse Amani over the next several years. Um, she would send her father text messages, making it like Imani was just this horrible child. Um, Imani would run away, which I can imagine I would want to get away from that hell house too. Um, and so then Tiffany would use that as something else to say, oh, look, see, she's a troubled child. Like she keeps running away, like, and you're always at work and this is what I have to put up with. And like, she was just really, I'm just like, in my head, I'm thinking like, were you just sitting at home? Like, I mean, if hating somebody was a person, like she, it, she legit hated this child. And, and instead of being like, let me get help for this, she just took it out on this baby. And I just feel so bad for her because the story doesn't get better. It just continues to get worse. So, um, so, okay. So we said Tiffany starving Imani. Um, there would be Iman, the dad, would say there would be times that Tiffany would send him pictures of the dinner that she cooked. But (laughs) later on, he would find out that his daughter wasn't eating this food. Like, she would send pictures like, baby, look, I did that. And then you're not even feeding Imani. And then there were even times where Tiffany would ask him to bring home cookie dough so that she can make cookies for the kids. And the prosecutor would go on to mention that Imani would have to be in that room smelling the cookies while she was starving. Now, when you are starving, like it's you go through periods. And so I can only imagine being locked up in a room starving and you smell chocolate chip cookies. Like Tiffany 
is there's a special place in hell for her. Okay. Like and and the daddy. Because I don't care how much work you're doing, you 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 missed out on it. Like you felt this baby. He said that when he would come home on weekends, that was his time to watch the kids. He would notice that Imani would eat a lot, but she was so small. But he just figured that she liked to eat. Well, I mean, maybe I common sense ain't common, but I'm thinking if you weigh 20 pounds and you eating 20 pounds of food like you know maybe you eating because you don't get to eat a lot so maybe during the week sums up I don't know I'm just asking these questions because I don't know how they felt this baby so bad so anyway um Iman's at work one day and Tiffany calls him and she's like hey I need you to come home and he gets home and he notices that his daughter is in the bathtub and she's unresponsive. Her eyes are rolling back and forth. Um, so at this time, you would think he calls the police or he calls 911 um, or he calls his homeboy or just anybody. He doesn't. He takes Imani out of the bathtub and then he puts her in the bed. And then he leaves and he goes back to work. Now, he does state that he comes home throughout, you know, the days and he tries to feed her and she doesn't respond or anything like that. But even during this time when the baby's not responding, does he call 911? No, he doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He just goes back to work. So then a couple of days later, Tiffany calls him. I believe it's October the 28th. She calls and she tells him that um, Imani's dead. So he comes home from work. Well, when he gets home from work, Imani says that it's just like a regular day. The other kids are watching TV. Um, The only thing different is that Imani is dead laying in her room on, um, on a blanket. And so he's like, I guess at this point, he finally decides enough is enough. So he's like, hey, listen. We need to call the police. So (laughs) Tiffany says, no, we can't call the police because if we call the police, guess what? They're going to take away my kids. Okay. So again, we noticed that she's not worried about nobody but herself and her kids. But you would think that Iman would be like, okay, well, no, my kid is dead now. We need to make sure she's okay. And Tiffany said, no. Her exact words were, we need to be on our criminal mind. So Iman wrapped Imani's body with blankets and moved her to the computer room. For several days, the couple kept Imani's body in the apartment and they went on about their lives. Um, Iman testified at the trial that he would go to work and spend time at home with Imani's body grieving. Now, the couple decided that they were gonna cover up Imani's death And they went and bought new sheets because the sheets that they had were bad. Like she had pissed on them and she had poop because like she wasn't, they were treating her like crap. So they take her and they put her in a trash can and they go to burn the trash can. But they don't realize that when you're trying to like, um, I guess, cremate someone, it has to be at a certain temperature. So they take this baby and they're burning her in this trash can for hours, but the body's not burning because the fire is not hot enough. 
So eventually they're like, you know what? This isn't going to work. So they have to stop burning the trash can. But then it's so hot, they can't just leave it there. So, I mean, they can't just pick it up. So they have to wait a couple of hours with this baby that y'all didn't just try to burn, cremate. Y'all have to wait a couple of hours. Then y'all load the trash can back into the truck. Y'all go back home. Iman goes to work like nothing happens. And then finally, I guess he's like, okay, I can't do it anymore. And he calls one of his friends, like one of his good friends, his childhood friends. And he's like, listen, this is what happened. What do you think I should do? And his friend finally says, you need to call the police. And at that time, he calls the police and he tells them everything. And I don't, and Tiffany ends up meeting him at the station and she confesses too. But at this time, so many people have felt this baby. She's gone. You know what I mean? It's just such a sad story. Well, Iman, I mean, feels bad. So he, he tells everything and he pleads guilty and he's testifying against Tiffany. And I, I mean, I guess at this point, he like the blinders are off. He's done. Like he sees the error of his ways. But Tiffany decides that <laughs> she's go she's going to defend herself. And that God told her that she got this. He's going to cover her. She's um, He's going to make sure that she's not going to spend a day in jail. Because she didn't do anything wrong. Okay? She didn't do anything wrong. So, um, she defends herself. And I, I want to say she was trying to play crazy. I want to say because she wasn't. I mean, even looking at the trial, the girl wasn't crazy. I think that maybe she thought that she could get off with the crazy, def- uh, like an insanity defense or something like that, but she wasn't. She wasn't crazy. She had good enough sense to not feed that baby. She had good enough sense to cut that baby's hair off. She had good enough sense to keep moving to get away from being charged. She had good enough sense to tell her husband that they weren't going to call the police all those times. So yeah, she had sense. She just didn't use her sense. And again, just one time with Tiffany, just me and you, boo. Because, okay. Anywho, so she defends herself and she ends up um, being sentenced to life in prison, which she deserved. Um, I Not too much joking on this episode because it was really, really a sad episode. Um, So many people felt the baby. I mean, and not saying that they didn't try, um, but it's just that, you know, when you're a kid, it's only so much that you can do. Like you can't get in a car and go to the grocery store and buy groceries. You can't go buy clothes. Um, you, You have to depend on other people. So what happens when the people that you depend on, you can't depend on them? Like, and it's not like she couldn't just depend on them to wash her clothes. She couldn't depend on them to feed her, to keep her safe. It just breaks my heart because I, as a parent, can count on my hands the number of times that I actually put my hands on my child. Like, I talk a lot of noise. Like, I talk a good game, but I think I've only had to whip tie one time, and that was when she set her room on fire and sat down and act like everything was okay. But even then, I was crying. So, it like, that saying, it hurts me more than it hurts you. I totally get what that means. So, listening to this story, um, 
was was very, very heartbreaking. I definitely pray for all of Imani's family. I pray that God covers them with the peace of understanding because I can't understand anything about this story. None of it makes sense. Um, definitely some evil people in the world. But want to thank you for tuning in to Such a Lady. Um, definitely meet us over at Such a Lady 30 on Instagram and Such a Lady on Facebook so we can chat. And I'll definitely have some pictures up. And don't forget to be great on purpose today. I'll catch you guys back here, same time, same place, next Monday. Have a good week.